0: Stepmom, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> they say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless.
0: Welcome to episode 9 of Doubly Negative. I'm Chris, as always, here with my friend Kyle. Hey. So Kyle, we are edging closer and closer to your departure date. <laughs> Which is tomorrow. Right.
1: What are, what are you laughing about? I thought uh, I thought my leaving was a sad thing, not a funny
0: thing. I am sad, but we play a game, and I'm up one nothing. <laughs> so you're leaving tomorrow in about 24 hours. Yeah how how are you feeling?
1: Poof, getting a little nervous.
0: You're nervous. Yeah,
1: getting a little bit nervous.
0: What are the nerves for though? Because just because it's something new, or like you just nervous to leave everything here? Because obviously it's something you've done before. It's somewhere you've been, it's somewhere you're familiar with, so you know what's going to happen when you get there, like you know how things are. It's not like so much unknown, so like what are the nerves for?
1: You're right. Yeah, it is easier than going somewhere completely new, but uh, all the above, yeah, changing up the daily routine, uh, leaving everything I've kind of become normalized to. Um, You know, I've been here like four edging on five months, and I've just gotten really comfortable, even even though um, I've been used to different lifestyles and all that, but now I'm used to this one, so it's just hard to... I have to go back into it. And there's a lot of things I have to go through, too. It's an ordeal. I got to, like, print stuff out tomorrow. I got to pack. got to go to the airport. I got to present all my documents. Hope there's no mistakes. Blah, blah, blah. But it's, you know, there's a lot of things going to happen, too.
0: And let me tell you, my least favorite thing is having things like that to do. It sucks. Even if it's like, hey, go pay this bill online. It's like, ugh. And I'll push that off until the end of the fucking day where it's like, oh, shit, I got to go do that.
1: Dude, I could not agree with you more. Uh, there was two documents I did not have in possession when I first came back, that my mom was very worried about. She had a reason. I didn't have a social security card. I didn't have a birth certificate. Actually, I didn't have a driver's license. either. I had no U.S.
0: documents, basically. <laughs> How did you get in here?
1: <laughs> well, I got a passport.
0: Maybe they do got to tighten up the borders because Kyle just snuck right in, dude. Yeah.
1: No, there there, there were things that I just left. Uh, I thought in Texas. I didn't know where. It's not a huge deal, but I don't have those things. I should have them anyway. The, the point is, I got home and my mom said, can you please make these appointments? Do these things. I pushed them back so far that I, I almost didn't do it at all.
0: Because who wants to deal with it? Mm-hmm.
1: There's like, things that I don't want to do.
0: You know, Speaking of that, I just got my birth certificate passport and uh, social security card back today from where they were before, ex-wife's house. Right. And I was like, oh, my birth certificate's in here. That's cool. I didn't know where that was.
1: Does that matter? Maybe it doesn't matter.
0: When's the last time you needed to provide that?
1: Well, it's just like a document that you can use to provide identity. Like some, So there's some situations where they say provide one of this and one of this, you know? It's good to have, but I guess
0: maybe you don't need it. I, yeah, it's just one of those like backup plans. I think the birth certificate is like, yeah, you know, he, he's good.
1: What about social security card? Maybe you don't need that either. Maybe I mean,
0: I have the number memorized, do you? Me too, yeah. What is it?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were edging closer and closer to telling me I there. was, yeah, you're
1: absolutely right. Yeah. You almost got me. You
0: were, uh... <laughs> Jake would have cut it out anyway. We would have been fine. When you got here, we started talking about a pretty interesting topic and it's, you know, devoting a lot of your time to one specific thing that eventually in the future you find that, oh, that's stupid. And we kind of got on, we had a conversation about like, oh yeah, I've spent like this much time playing this video game. Like imagine if I spent that doing something that's going to increase my value, but we don't do it. Give me your thoughts on that. You're the one that brought it up. I'd like to hear what you think. Why don't we do it?
1: I don't know why we don't do it, Chris. I really don't. I wasn't even thinking of it it like that, though. At first, it was just how those things happen. Not in like a good or a bad sense, but it's just funny that I've spent, I don't know, like, yeah, like hundreds or thousands of hours playing FIFA, for example. Yeah, and you were saying the same
0: thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like, sometimes I look at it like, okay, so this is this game that Pete and Foo play a lot, and it's Tap Sports, and I always bust their balls what because is that? it's this like Tap Sports baseball. They'll like redeem the promos, like they'll get like meal delivery kits just to get points for their Tap Sports. Okay. And so they can get players, and it's just you join a club, you get rewards. It's this whole, it's it's set up like a very like an addicting reward system. So. Yeah. They spend so much time on this every year, and it's a phone app. Oh, oh, okay. It's an app. Yes. They don't spend real money on it or anything. But, you know, they do all the promotions. They put in a lot of time, like watching ads, so they can get coins and improve their team. Yeah,
1: this is a perfect example. I did something like this, too. Yeah. Yeah, perfect example.
0: So I always say, like, you know, a new game is going to come out next year, and all this progress you're making means absolutely nothing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the same thing with me and FIFA. I I played almost 1,000 games this FIFA.
1: Oh, you're saying they'll move on to something new.
0: No, it's not even that. They'll play the same game, but everything they've done just gets erased, start over, do that whole cycle again. There's no building on it.
1: Right,
0: okay. So, I mean, really, like, what are you building for at the end? And it's the same thing with me and FIFA or any other, like, video game. If you're just going to give this up, those hours are spent towards something that's not going to benefit you in the future. Maybe in real time it helps you with problem solving. Like, as stupid as that sounds, video games, I think they're very beneficial, especially for children with problem solving. Because there's a lot of puzzles you have to solve. Even in FIFA, you have to find a way to get past these opponents to reach your end goal, which is to score and beat the other team. Score more than they do. So you're doing problem solving up and down the field. So it's beneficial in that sense, but it's not going to increase your monetary value.
1: But okay, let's say you remove all those things from your life. What kind of person are you? Are you really waking up and working and then learning and then working and then learning? Do people like that even exist?
0: No, I think some people like that do exist. Psychopaths. Exactly, because there's no enjoyment. <laughs>
1: uh, one thing I got to mention here, I fucking hate those Instagram posts. And Rise like, and grind, baby. Yeah, they're about like success. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the funniest uh, the funniest satire of one. It was like, wake up at 5 a.m., read for two hours. Wake up you know, at 8 a.m., work out for three hours. 9 a.m., your dad gives you a trust fund. Yeah, night, yeah. <laughs> at 10 a.m., meditate. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Because those things, yeah, it's like, be successful, have these habits. But they never actually tell you how to make money. You
0: said, yeah. Oh, yeah. I if you wake up places. and make... If you make your bed every morning... Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Yeah. Start
0: yeah. off on the right foot. Yeah. You want enough money to have someone make your bed for you? Mm-hmm. You start making your bed first. It's like, that's not going to work for everybody. There's plenty of people that don't make their bed that are rich and successful.
1: Yeah. And I guess we're talking about like self-help,
0: right? Almost finding a balance. Because that, that stuff is leisure, leisure activity that you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. right? But finding the balance where... You're spending too much time doing these leisurely activities and not splitting time into doing something that's going to improve your worth. That's a good point. I have a hard time finding that balance because in the field that I am, that I'm in IT, there's a lot of room for growth if you put the work in. Mm -hmm. So like there are plenty of certifications I get that I can put on my resume that are going to earn me more money. But I spend too much time doing these leisurely activities. I've done a better job of it lately. I barely ever play video games. I'm doing other stuff, but... It's still not studying for those certifications that can make me more money. Right. Why don't I do those things that are going to make me more money?
1: Do you have an answer?
0: Maybe it's because I'm comfortable enough where I feel like, okay, I don't need to really go crazy here. I kind of want to enjoy myself a bit. Mm. But part of me is still like, keep going, get more.
1: But you basically know how to keep going and get more, yet you're still not doing it.
0: Yes, and you know what? That translates over to the whole diet thing and like doing stuff that's good for us. Like, I know what I need to do. I can give people tips while looking like a fat slob, but it's, oh yeah, I have the tools, I just don't use them.
1: Right, yeah. Isn't that mostly everybody too? Yeah. Because like dieting is a good good example. What percentage of the people in America would like to lose weight? It's got to be more than half, right? I
0: would say way more than half. Yeah, it's
1: got to be damn near 100%.
0: Considering the obesity rate in this country, I would hope Not even just obesity,
1: but pretty much everybody feels they would like to be thinner. Yeah. Yep. Everybody knows how to do that.
0: There, There's probably very
1: few people left that like don't understand calories in calories out, right? Pretty much everybody gets it.
0: But I feel like some people refuse to get it. They, they, they play dumb. Like, oh, I just, I can't lose weight. And yeah. they, they lack accountability. They won't admit like when they go off the rails a little bit. Like I even caught myself today. I have been very strict. They ordered Antonio's pizza at my work today. I said no. I'm not going to have any. I went out and I got a healthier meal. And then I came back. I got bored. I had one slice of pizza. But I'm still saying I didn't have any pizza. You'd be proud of me. (laughs) I had a fucking slice of pizza. Well, And you know what? I feel guilty about it, which is why I'm bringing it up now. And I think this is an unhealthy way to diet.
1: Why? What's going wrong?
0: I don't know. Maybe it's because all the fucking people are posting, oh, enjoy yourself mm-hmm. you know this is an unhealthy way to diet to shut yourself out from this it's easter have chocolates i when when i go off the rails a little bit i have severe anxiety i feel like okay this is just the start of a snowball effect with me i'm going to start eating like an asshole i can't do this mm-hmm. and i feel shame for eating that slice of pizza even though i've had nothing but chicken and fucking rice for like months right that's a problem it is man i mean it's a problem and it's not because i feel like i'm seeing results from this problem
1: no i get it it's deeper than that it's uh it reminds me of drug addiction too yeah we, we always talk about how all these things are just like types of addictions right yeah but i guess the difference between an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic well no that, that's bullshit but a lot of times alcoholics say they can't drink ever for that kind of reason right yeah if they have one drink they'll keep going yeah right that's kind of the same thing with food you're saying with you and i, I feel that too i it, feel like once i have some
0: yeah maybe i'll keep yeah and i see this pattern that's happen. happens most of the time too Yeah, and I I see this pattern happen with me on the weekends. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go too crazy this weekend, and I'll definitely go a little overboard. You know what? Sometimes the crazy diet person in me is, okay, you had a few beers. Don't eat anything, you fat piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And then I get way drunker and I fall asleep way earlier. (laughs) But it's definitely not the the best way to do it for yourself mentally because I feel like you beat yourself up. Yeah. I've been beating myself up all day about that slice of pizza, and I fasted until 1230.
1: So how do you fix that?
0: I don't know if I can. Maybe go to a therapist finally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're always going back to
0: that. Yeah. Two things we preach, but don't practice.
1: Yeah, Perfect example of what we're talking about, too.
0: I tell everybody, you should see a therapist. I think everybody needs a therapist. Chris, have you ever been to a therapist? Not once.
1: I think it's a pretty great idea, and uh, it would actually be free for me, I'm pretty sure. And I have a list of numbers to call, and I did it once, but nobody answered. And I just didn't do it again. (laughs) It's been like three months.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this before. I called, left a message for a psychologist. They didn't call me back, and I said, guess it's not meant to be.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, this is is a great example, right? Think of, uh, we we both agree it's a good idea. We would both like to do it. But instead, we've spent a lot of our hours doing completely other random stuff.
0: Even though we know that would help us significantly.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. What are we doing? Is it a form of self-sabotage? Do you believe in that? It could be. Does self-sabotage make sense to you? Because it didn't make sense to me for a long time. I only started to understand it like a year ago.
0: So explain to me your viewpoint on it, and then I'll react to that.
1: It's a a term you'll hear a lot in self-help, self-improvement stuff. And every time I heard it in a talk or I read it in a book, the term just didn't make any sense to me. It's like, why would I do that? I don't want to... Why would I sabotage myself?
0: Why would anybody?
1: But I think what it came to mean to me is... I think we have... A level of worth in our own eyes like if you if you feel to yourself like you're a piece of shit on some level right mm-hmm. and that's what you really believe you can tell yourself all the positive stuff you want like oh i'm great i'm working on myself blah 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 but deep down that that thing you feel like i'm a piece of shit, for example that might be embedded in you really really hard and over uh, hard to overcome right so if we have these conscious behaviors like we want to get better so we're exercising we do that but then i think if we start to get to the point where we don't feel like a piece of shit anymore, we actually pull ourselves back because we're more comfortable being the piece of shit. We're afraid to change into what you think you could be.
0: Well, I think it's easier to feel like a piece of shit because when you feel like a piece of shit, what are you doing? Not the right things. Exactly. You're not exercising. You're not eating correctly. You're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's way easier to do that than to have planned regimented routines. It's the easiest. It's, it's, the it's so easy. Yep. Like, oh, I slept till noon today. No big deal. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to do. And I think I completely understand what you're saying with the whole, like, you feel like you're, you know, actually, Jake, cut this out. I'm not going to get into that. Why?
1: What's going on here?
0: No, well I was going to say, like, so I see, like, with it being embedded in people's minds early on. Yeah. So this could happen with people during their upbringing. They see who their family is. They see what they came from. Absolutely. You see where they are, their social class. And then you're kind of like oh, well, that's just who I am. That's what people's perception is of me. Right. Because of who I'm associated with in my family. So I get that sometimes, like, if I see, like, I'm swiping on apps, like, I'll even see a girl, and I'm like, there's no way I could set. She would be happy with me in my background.
1: Yep, that's what I'm talking about. That type of uh, ingrained feeling of who you are.
0: Yeah, all right, so Jake, leave it in.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. A lot of people think we can try to change that. I think we can probably try to change that. I don't know if it's always successful, though.
0: I don't think it's, I feel like most of the time it's not successful. Mm. So like you can do everything you can to change that. And I feel like to do that, you need to achieve things that are very hard considering your background because if you think that way chances are you're not you're not getting that inheritance from that family you're not going to reach that social status where you can be accepted by that certain group of people Mm -hmm. so you have to be kind of self-made and it's it's really hard i feel like especially now with like student loans the price of everything like in order to achieve that level it's a it's really tough
1: yeah of course
0: so i mean i don't want to edge too close to to home here but it's something that needs to be discussed
1: (laughs) sure let's discuss it yeah And I I think it's okay if you're edging into it. Um, I think people want to hear that type of thing.
0: Yeah. Do you mind edging that door closed, Kevin? Just got home. Oh, sure. I can edge it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So, (laughs) go on. (laughs) No, I just (laughs) think you
1: were taking uh, us into someplace interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see where you come from. you, You recognize where you come from. And I feel like sometimes you get to a certain point in your life where you realize, okay, this isn't as good as it could be or as good as I want it to be.
1: Right. You want to improve your situation, the way you feel about yourself, etc.
0: Yeah. But the unfortunate thing is some people in those situations don't recognize that they have that self-worth to improve themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where self-sabotage is, is more prevalent.
1: I think that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's the difference between how you see yourself and how you want to see yourself.
0: And the confidence you have to achieve yourself that you want. Right. And sometimes that confidence is just not there. I don't think it's possible for everybody.
1: I think for me in my own terms of like self-improvement, like let's say, because it is something I've read a lot about, something that I've been very interested in in most of my adult life. So I think I probably started studying it, like reading books about it, for example. Yeah. When I was like 19 or something like that. And in terms of like my mindset, the way I saw the world, education, something, stuff like that. Oh, fitness, all this stuff is self-improvement, right? Finances. Yeah. I would say I've steadily gotten, yeah, I've improved in many ways. But the pattern I always saw was I would work really hard at self-improvement. So, so the th- same thing I was making fun of before, mm-hmm. meditating and eating right now. Th- those are great things. Absolutely great. Uh, it's hard to make your whole life about that stuff because what would always happen to me is I would do that stuff real like, like you're saying, like you go all in, like I would do all that stuff every single day for several months and I just get so tired of it.
0: Yeah. Eventually you're like, I've been good. I can give myself a little leeway.
1: Maybe that's the self-sabotage or maybe it's just being a normal person. I don't know. But I would go the opposite direction for several months. And my life has kind of gone in this pattern. So while I I do feel like self-improvement has been beneficial.
0: Oh, 100%. And I don't want to edge too far away from one of the things you just said where it's either self-sabotage or it's normal people. Yeah. I think self-sabotage is normal for people.
1: I think so too.
0: If you look at the general population, I I think it's normal for people to fall off and do those things that they know aren't right for them.
1: Yeah. This is a... Bringing it full circle here. It's interesting. So is this the whole root of the the whole thing we're talking about? Is it human nature that we don't deserve better? We think, or do we really want better too?
0: I think everyone always thinks they want better and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this to improve my self-worth, but it's easier not to. So it's easy to get caught up in the whole, I'm comfortable now. I don't really need to change. If I, if I really need to, I will. Sometimes you need that like push. Mm. I don't know, like bills, right? You get a new house, right? You underestimate, you screwed up when you made the budget. You need more money. Okay, so I'm going to do this so I can get a promotion at this job. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people need the push to finally put the effort in to become that better version of themselves. And when you're not getting that push and you get comfortable in the spot you're in, you're okay there because it's comfortable.
1: I think that's exactly right. My own career uh, follows that pattern. I'm a freelancer now.
0: Freelance writer.
1: Yeah. So... I had a job, I had a job job that I got paid steadily uh, until I was like 25 or no, it must have been 27. Anyway, after that I was freelancer, so I only had money when I made money. Yep. I don't have to make myself make money. No. So I would kind of follow the pattern where I would like get into working and I would make decent money. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't have to work right now. And I just wouldn't work for several months or a long time sometimes. I just didn't have to, like you're saying. There was no pressure. Yeah. And even though I, of course, my life would be better if I had more money. Of course, I would progress in my career if I kept doing it. But I just didn't have to. And I just didn't.
0: And you see that trend around like tax time or like when the unemployment was rolling in. people weren't so upset that they were laid off because they were getting that extra $300. Mm -hmm. And it's like they have that extra money. I don't need to look for something else. Exactly. Like, why get pushed?
1: How do you overcome that? Do you really want to only be doing better when you absolutely have to? Like, don't you wish? I don't know, aren't there things you wish?
0: <laughs> there's a lot of things that i wish uh, i think it's yeah it's just sometimes you need to be pushed against the wall to make a move and i feel like most people are pretty passive yeah. when it comes to that
1: and what can you push yourself against the wall i guess that's what i've tried to do and you know, that's what you try to do all the time too clearly yeah what we're talking about we're, tra- we're talking about pushing ourselves against the wall yeah. doing things that don't come naturally to us like dieting does not come naturally to either of us no <laughs> so we got to push ourselves against the wall mentally and make ourselves do it just yeah doesn't work sometimes and sometimes it does
0: yeah and the problem is is finding the consistency and keeping yourself pushed against that wall to keep going forward so
1: do you have to hate yourself to do it
0: you kind of have to self self self-loathe a bit (sighs) that's such a
1: paradox isn't it like the whole reason you're doing it is to stop loathing yourself yeah
0: so you like yourself but you have to hate yourself the whole time and Uh, we get to that point i
1: think that on some level that's what it's like too so i told i told you that like i would have several months of self-improvement like hardcore yeah i would start to like myself a little bit more and then all of a sudden i would stop doing it
0: yeah and then you get to that point yeah. comfortable at that point where you like yourself at that point yeah and eventually you stop liking yourself at that point and then you go forward
1: yeah and then you hate yourself and then you have to push yourself against the wall
0: so if yeah it's a steady progression yeah. so as long as you keep edging closer to those next steps mm. you can be comfortable where you are as long as it's higher than where you were before you can stay comfortable there
1: so it's all about edging
0: yeah, you edge closer and closer and closer to that wall until you edge closer and closer and closer to the next step.
1: So that means you you really do have to keep hating yourself. You always have to want that next thing. You can't have a point where like, I'll be happy when there is no happy when you just have to keep.
0: I think never being satisfied is a great quality in a person. You think so? Sometimes in some facets of life.
1: This is the whole paradox we've been talking about a lot, too, because we were talking about David Goggins, for example, right? Yeah. We both feel similar ways about him, but he is striving for perfection.
0: It's an unattainable goal, but he says, fuck you, I'm going to try to get it anyway.
1: And that is something I admire, but also something that strikes me as very strange.
0: Almost insane. Edging closer and closer to the level of insanity.
1: Right. Yeah, you you got your characters like him characters i'm being very disparaging here
0: yeah Uh, characters this fucking cuckoo club they're
1: super impressive guys way more impressive than i'll ever be but
0: oh yeah where did they get that from like how do you keep that going yeah do you think for someone like him okay so he started with nothing he was very overweight went to the military got denied at first correct because he was Uh, too overweight
1: maybe is that true i don't
0: know i think so if i if i remember correctly more doubly negative facts that (laughs) may not be right yeah so um And then eventually he just gets in that mindset where, okay, I need to be perfect. I need to do this. I need to run every day. He writes his book. Do you think it's easier for someone like him because that's where he makes his money now? By being that guy.
1: That's a good point. That's
0: That's where he makes his money.
1: That's what a a lot of the self-help and self-improvement industry is too. It's a lot of people that their job is that.
0: So they have to live that. Yeah.
1: And then you look up to them, but that is their lot. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Because no one's going to buy their shit if they're not living what they're selling
1: i think that 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 must push you along it's also gonna make it really difficult at times too
0: yeah because it's like either i lose my livelihood or i get the fuck up like what's a better motivator than that check you know especially when it's being it like david goggins that example like just being in shape and being super badass Mm -hmm. you know like i don't go to work and everyone's like there's the super badass it guy
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: like you know what i mean like that's where he makes his livelihood. That's that's what pays the bills. So I feel like that's a great motivator. And I, I've been talking a lot about with some people this week about accountability and have someone that keeps you accountable, which by the way, I want to bring up.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you meditate?
0: Yes, I did. Oh, congratulations. Yes, I did. I've been waking up at 630 every morning Okay. and meditating. And if I don't meditate during the morning, I'll meditate at night. But my days have been starting a lot better and I've been happier throughout my day that's great not starting redlined every morning very nice so it's it's definitely been helpful and i'm glad i'm doing it
1: did you start um the next morning after we talked or what did you give yourself a day very next morning nice
0: even though we had a significant amount of jack daniels
1: you know that might have been the key because if you took one extra day you might have lost the motivation like and that happens that that happens to me all the time that's
0: why for a lot of people diets always start tomorrow
1: right exactly you have to start in that moment
0: yeah what's from stopping you from doing that right now if you really want to stop doing anything whether it's like uh alcohol addiction nicotine addiction drug addiction Mm -hmm. if you say i just need one more day of it how bad do you really want to quit this
1: in that moment you don't
0: you don't absolutely you don't you're holding on to every last thread you can
1: speaking of uh a little more of that jack daniels
0: yes we're gonna pause i wanted something (laughs) (laughs) i really did (laughs) we are back from our little jack daniels break we had to go refill our glasses um we're gonna we're not gonna edge away from what we're talking about here um as far as the self-loathing. So, Kyle, I'm going to give you the floor. You brought something up during the break that I found interesting or wanted to talk about.
1: Well, like we just got Jack Daniels, right? mm mm-hmm. I think if we both were self-improvement perfect, right? We wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. We both know that drinking is not good for you long term.
0: Yeah, and I know I'm going to feel awful tomorrow.
1: Right. But we're doing it.
0: Because it makes us feel good.
1: Yeah, so is there a balance? Can you do that? And if you don't... Can you be happy not doing that?
0: I'm a big believer in everything in moderation. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm a firm believer in it. Because, because there earlier
1: are some... you were saying that you kind of stepped off your diet and you hated yourself for it. Yeah. So that's, that's not really moderation. Right?
0: Yeah, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. Like, I should be able to... Mm. enjoy that and say everything in moderation i had one slice today that's not that big of a deal
1: right yeah that'd be ideal right if you could do that
0: but i think it's all contingent on what your goals are right so my goal right now that i'm obsessed with is dropping down two weight classes and competing there by the end of the year Mm -hmm. and i don't want absolutely anything to stop me so right there i feel like i have no room for moderation Mm. so it depends where you think you have room for the moderation Mm. And that's up to you to judge. And the problem with that is people can kind of misjudge what moderation is, Mm. you know? I
1: will say, I think one thing I've actually gotten a lot better at is kind of understanding that I am gonna fuck up in my own eyes and that it's okay. Um,
0: I think that's important for everyone to realize.
1: I think, you know, for you're striving for a high goal right now, right? Yeah. And that's great. And it feels good when you, when you uh, achieve something like that and doing it is going to make you better too. You're going to wake up with purpose every day. You're going to feel great. I think it's a great goal, but it's hard to be like that all the time. And uh, I would fail over and over because I, I would try to be like that all the time when I was younger. Right. And then whenever I deviated, I would feel awful. I really hate myself for it. And I still do that to myself to some degree, but I've gotten better at kind of accepting it and not like, it's tough. It's a paradox. You, you want to be better, but- Also, you have to understand that you won't sometimes.
0: I feel like especially at our age, you have to focus on that one thing and dedicate your time to that one thing if you really want to achieve kind of a a heavy goal. And by heavy goal, I mean difficult to achieve. Hmm. So I think like, for example, like I work eight hours a day. I have a dog I need to take care of. I have other things I need to do. I own a house. I have things that need to get done. But at the same time, I want to lose this weight. I want to get promoted in jujitsu and I want to compete at a much lower weight class. Mm. So where the fuck was I going with this?
1: (sighs) I don't know, but Oh
0: oh so oh so focusing on that one goal. Yeah. And not hating yourself for lacking in other categories.
1: No, that's great. That was what I was gonna go with too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like you can't be like super upset like if you're trying to self improve and you throw that blanket over yourself. And it's just in every single category, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to be more inclined to stop. But if you focus on one facet of your life at a time, okay, I need to get in shape, right? You get in shape, you get comfortable with the exercise, you get comfortable with the diet, that becomes a lifestyle. You maintain that. You're comfortable there now. You're not out of your comfort zone. Then you move to the next part of your life. Okay, I need to improve. Mm. I want to do some continued education. I need to get these certifications for my job so I can make more money. Mm. So now it all becomes part of your life and you wrap it up. So, not overloading yourself, I guess, is where I'm going with this.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, because if you have a specific goal in mind, like your jujitsu goal, you know what to do to achieve it and it's doable. So you got a good shot at it. Yeah. But if you have like a just, if you have a high standard for yourself, like an impossible, like perfect fuck up in any direction, that's that's a lot harder to achieve because you, you don't even really know. You just have to not do anything. So yeah, it's better to have a, a specific goal in mind or a series of specific goals.
0: And I feel like if you give yourself that, like you set yourself to like a perfect standard, you're literally never, ever going to be happy.
1: That's kind of what I'm saying, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what we were talking about before. It's just like, can you actually be happy if you're always striving for perfection and not taking that leisurely time, just being comfortable where you are?
1: Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good happy medium is if, right. You don't have to always be improving in some way. You just have to be improving in uh, a targeted way. Yeah. And that kind of solves the problem too of, you know, what do I want to be? Right. If you just say better, that's kind of hard to define. And if you're not, even if you are getting there, it's hard to even measure. So you're bound to screw up in some way.
0: Yeah, Because when you say better, you're not putting anything specific out there. Like, where do you want to be better? Exactly. There's so many yeah. different things that a person can improve on. What specifically do you want to be better at?
1: This is probably a better way of putting it. I've been kind of dancing around this for a while. But I think this is your approach. If you have a specific goal, like like dropping weight class for jujitsu, you're focused on what you can do to succeed. Mm-hmm. But if you're just trying to be perfect or better, you're focusing on what you can do to fail so it's kind of an opposite approach yeah instead of like being spurred on by the the reward you're being scared of the failures
0: yeah and for me i'm not necessarily scared of the failures i'm just excited to hit these goals Mm. like even okay so i do hit these goals right i'd go do the tournament i get beat in the first round I don't care cuz I did what I originally set out to do. Right. You know, I'm setting a realistic goal. There's no telling who I get matched up against when I go. This could be someone that's far more experienced than me and just overall better, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Someone is always going to be better than you at what you're doing mm-hmm. somewhere, and that's not something that should ruin you.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point.
0: Just be happy that you took those steps, you improved yourself and you took that risk.
1: Yeah, because let's say you set a goal for yourself. You you want to win the the tournament. As you used to tournament, right? That's
0: always Th- that's best case scenario.
1: That is completely out of your hands. Yeah. There, you can you can train to a certain extent, but you don't know who's going to show up. And you can't control who shows up. You can't control what happens. So feeling bad about not achieving it is is kind of feeling bad about things that are out of your control.
0: But it's natural to feel bad about those things.
1: Right. But if you do believe that you can just get to this measurable goal, which is getting in the right weight class, doing it. Those are things you know you can do. That's not out of your control. You can do those. Yeah. So that's a better goal than winning, which is out of your control.
0: And I think that's important with every goal, right? Cool. Set yourself some realistic goals that you can hit, you can control. Yeah. Obviously, if you want to take those goals further, that's fantastic. But if you fail at those, don't be upset that you failed at them because you did everything you could. And that doesn't make you less of a person. That just means it wasn't in the cards that day
1: right
0: you know yep. and you can keep working for that goal just because you fail at once doesn't mean you won't achieve it later on but keep working towards that you know
1: keep, keep edging there just...
0: edge <laughs> edge closer and closer to that goal until you get to that goal yep. but set yourself that slightly smaller more realistic goal and be satisfied that you got to that goal
1: so what, what are the goals you got besides that one? Do you have any other goals?
0: Right now, honestly, my focus is just... Okay, so I was competing at heavyweight, which was like 204 and up. So I've competed at heavyweight and light heavyweight, which is 194 and up. Right now, my goal is to get to 184 and up, which is middleweight. So if I get there and can compete, that goal is achieved. What happens after that is fine. Mm-hmm. If I do well in a tournament and i get a medal that's just a bonus
1: yeah that's out of your control
0: out of my control obviously i feel like if you talk to like any like any person that's been like super competitive their whole life they're gonna say no if i don't get gold i lose like if you're not first you're last yeah <laughs> yeah but i feel like at
1: some level no no that's stupid it's fucking stupid
0: like being that if you're not first your last guy is stupid yeah it depends at what level at my level I should be very satisfied with that. I'm going on 30 years old, okay? If I get to that level, I'm not going to get to a pro level. I'm not going to get to a level where that's my life. That's a hobby of mine. It's something I enjoy doing, you know? It's
1: just stupid anyway. Because, what? only one person could really succeed at that. Everybody else is better than you, <laughs> you know, if, if you're not first or last. But, like, for example, Jiu-Jitsu is, is a good example because there's not really a lot of luck involved. There's a little bit of luck. Yeah. But the better person is usually going to win almost every time, right?
0: Yeah. It's it's literally so, a chess match.
1: So for, for you, for example, if you want to get gold, you got to get lucky by having the right people in your division or whatever it is.
0: And honestly, that could all come down to like who you get matched up with first round. Yeah. And that's randomized, right? Yeah. Say the person I get matched up with first round is the one that's going to eventually win the tournament. Right. Or I get matched up with a guy in the first round who's just not prepared and was like, hey, I'm doing a, a jiu-jitsu tournament. Mm-hmm. And I get that guy. That part, there's some luck involved.
1: But you're talking about if you're not first, you're last. So at the end, the, the winner's going to be the winner.
0: You need to beat the other guy.
1: Yeah. So basically, I, I went to a couple of tournaments. I, I won one and I lost. Uh, I, I went to three, I think. But the one I won... It was just a couple of kids that were worse than me. It wasn't because I was spectacular.
0: No, yeah, it's just <laughs> and, and the, the that's who that showed I, up. Yeah,
1: and the ones that I lost, like there were just guys that were better than me. Of course, there's so many guys that are better than me. I was just lucky the first time when yeah. There was just a couple other kids that I could beat. That's it. Yeah, it wasn't really like me doing anything amazing. Like that's what that's kind of what I'm saying. It was not really. You see, what I'm getting at like
0: so you can't be too upset. Is that what you mean? Like you can't be too upset because it's like it's I don't fucking know, dude. I don't. <laughs> Uh, my mind's on a pretzel right now. Because I was yeah. going to say, you can't be too upset because you have no choice of who your opponents are.
1: Yeah. If you're, if you're only focused on the gold medal, right? That's totally out of your hands, in my opinion. It's like, for example, like, a, like chess. Chess is a really good example. Because it's more... Um, so like you right? you get your white, your blue, uh, blue, purple, brown, black belts, right? Mm-hmm. Chess, you got a, a number. It's your rating. So it goes from like zero to 3,000.
0: You played seriously for a while. What was your rating? No. I have a rating?
1: I never played serious chess. I was playing chess.com. I'm like, 1100. Really bad.
0: But that's serious chess. 1100, I'm sure, is good for the, like, it's better than average.
1: Well, yeah, that's a great example. This is a perfect example, right? Because a a pure beginner would probably be a 400 or 500. Like, right after you learn how to move the pieces, right? Yeah. Play for a few months, you get to six, seven, eight hundred. So, yeah, even though I say I'm terrible, I am super bad. I'm I'm a lot better than but someone that's never played chess. You could
0: beat the average person.
1: Yeah, if somebody is listening to this and they haven't played chess before, you
0: cannot beat me. Yeah, you'll it, fucking lose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's not because like I'm I'm great at chess, it's just because I played a lot of chess games. Yes. Yeah. Same thing as jujitsu. like you just do a lot. So this is my point. If I was in a chess tournament and I'm 1100 and the people that show up just happen to be 13, 14, 1500, I don't have a chance. It's it's out of my control.
0: Is it to the point where like you don't have a chance against guys like that? Like there's no way there's things no could chance. fall in your favor? No.
1: No, like maybe a two percent chance, or. Like,
0: but even like the mental thing, like yeah. they won't make a mistake that you can capitalize on where you can take that win, because they're no, no. really. Because yeah. I feel like in jujitsu, like there, like mistakes happen. You're in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Even if someone's better than you, like you can catch somebody, like you, you catch someone that's a higher rank than you. Like that's true. Can that can't happen no, in chess? No, it's,
1: it's not true though. Because what if somebody's like a lot better than
0: you? There's someone I was rolling with last night, a lot better than me, made yeah. me look like a fucking fool.
1: Yeah, he's a lot better than you, right? So much better. So uh, if you if you fought him fifty times, would you win any of those?
0: I don't know. I really don't think so.
1: That's what I'm talking about. So, if
0: I got lucky, if like he got tired, he left an arm out there, maybe. But is that even possible? If
1: I put, it's probably not possible.
0: If I were to put my money on it, I would say no.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I played somebody who was fourteen hundred in chess, if I played him fifty times, I would lose all fifty times. Yeah. So the only, like, I'm I'm just saying the whole point of like trying to be the first in something, you just try to be better than yourself. You can't try to be better than other people that you don't even know who they are, unless you're literally the best in the world, which is awesome. But it's like one of those.
0: Yeah, because you really can't control it. For example, like we're hobbyists. Yeah. When it comes to like jujitsu, chess, like that's not our life. Eventually, you'll come up against someone that where like that's their life. You're not going to beat that person. Right. You have other obligations, other things that are more important that keep food on your table
1: even if you just want to be the bet let's say you're um okay what's your division you're you're under 30 so that's just regular masters is over 30 right
0: yeah so i got i got a couple more months than i could do masters
1: so let's say you're you're under 30 you're in this weight class blah 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 you what your goal is to win the gold medal in that right always all it takes is some guy who's not supposed to be a white belt anymore or if you're a blue belt all it takes is some guy who's not supposed to be a purple belt
0: some guy that's been wrestling since he was fucking six. Yeah,
1: you're not going to beat him. You're just not going to. No. So what, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the, the trying to get the gold medal is like, it's a great goal to have, but you, you're not really in control of that just because it depends on who's there.
0: You can't beat yourself up over it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <sighs> it makes me feel a lot better about it because I really beat myself up over that loss at the with Antonio. Really? I was, I, I was pissed off. I went. I... I put a lot of effort into making weight. I put a lot of effort into training. I spent a whole day at this gym waiting for my match, and I lost my first match. So I had five minutes of action, and then yeah. that was the rest of my night.
1: I don't know why. I just never really um, – I kind of always understood that, that like I'm going to try as hard as I can. But if I lose, like, I just – yeah, of course. I just lost.
0: <laughs> I think at that time, <laughs> I, I didn't – It
1: never bothered me that much.
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever had, like, a grasp on that idea. Like, this is out of my control. Like, who knows? Yeah. Like, huh. yeah. So I, I never really had, I was just like, okay, I didn't work hard enough.
1: It's kind of true though, right? Like we were just talking about like if, if someone new shows up to Jiu-Jitsu, right? They, they've never learned it, right? Mm-hmm. Unless he's super, super strong or super, super athletic or you're just going to, it doesn't matter how much he wants to go to Jiu-Jitsu class and beat you. He's just not going to because he hasn't done it.
0: Yeah, and even then it it takes like a lot for like someone new to come in there and go against someone that's even been there for like, six months yeah it's just there's levels to every
1: game and
0: sometimes you can't hit the levels that other people are hitting
1: yeah if you're the best in the world and that's gonna be yeah that's a whole different conversation but then again i guess they have to have that kind of mindset the whole time right they had to start when they weren't the best in the world
0: yeah they had to make their way to that point that wasn't just given to them they didn't show my
1: whole attitude just a completely pessimistic attitude do i just believe in nothing
0: i here's the thing Mm. yes but me too (laughs) so i'm like yeah kyle's really smart me and him really get each other uh,
1: no i just have no hope
0: yeah no i'm I'm the same way it's like yeah this is it Mm. this is me take it or leave it i think it's because we're realistic and i don't think that's a bad thing a lot of people said (laughs) I mean, I'm saying this and this is coming from two guys where the first episode of the podcast is called self-diagnosing depression. Right. But I think we're realistic and I think the people who aren't realistic tend to be more depressed because they can't accept their their shortcomings or failures. And me and you accept them.
1: Hmm. You think so?
0: I accept them. I mean, I wish it wasn't that way, but I mean. But
1: you said you ate a piece of pizza and you hate yourself. You said, yeah, didn't
0: you? Yeah, I did.
1: So how does that work?
0: I still accept that this is me and I'm a piece of shit.
1: Ah, I don't know.
0: I don't want to be a piece of shit. And right now I'm in that mood where I'm not going to be a piece of shit. I'm the fucking man. But I bet you when I come visit you in Bali, I might be 50 pounds heavier. Who the fuck knows what kind of mood I'm in? Mm. That's the problem because it comes in waves. Right. It comes in waves. But if you feel it. You you feel it. it.
1: You got to go with it.
0: And that's the most important thing is taking that feeling, knowing how good it makes you feel throughout and wanting to keep that. Every time you get into a better mindset, you say, I can never go back to where I was before. I didn't feel good there. I wasn't confident there. Yeah. You get in that mindset where I can't go back there. I need to improve myself. You improve yourself. You somehow get back there and you have the same conversation with yourself every fucking time. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: It's not just me, right? No. no. Every fucking time. The important thing is staying in that mindset. And there are some people that can do it and some people that can't. And I'm trying to become the person who can.
1: Is it possible?
0: Yes, because there are some people that do that. Do they? My ex-wife's father is 55 and has a six-pack. Really? Yep. He did a bodybuilding show not too long ago.
1: So is he <coughs> on just test? No, natural. Test and he's, he's, test and D-ball?
0: he's 100% natural. HGH. 100% natural.
1: Test and HPH. He definitely to a serious PCT if he was on both of
0: those. 100% natural.
1: I guess probably 100 cc's of wind straw. Um, natural. How old? So,
0: so fit like 55.
1: In bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. How much does he weigh?
0: He's on the lighter side.
1: Okay. So he's just super ripped.
0: Yeah, super ripped. And, you know, he is... He's a really impressive person. So
1: anavar probably? No, no. Maybe a low dose of
0: Anivar. Natural. No, he is very, he's a very impressive person. Mm -hmm. And I've thought that since I met him. I went to his house and I was looking at the bookshelf and there was a book on like networking for beginners. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work in IT, just wanted to learn about how like networks worked. So he's one of those people that's always looking to improve himself. He was in the financial industry for a while. For some reason, got really good at carpentry. He like redid my entire house Mm -hmm. just because he wanted to learn it because it would be useful. So there are some people like that.
1: So you look at this guy and you think I would like to be like him,
0: but it's really hard. It's hard for me. It's easy for someone like him. He enjoys it.
1: I wonder was he always like that?
0: I think he's been in really good shape since he was younger. Yeah. but as far as the other things go i couldn't i couldn't really talk about it i don't know
1: yeah i guess i would be most interested in learning about people that well i guess goggins is supposed to be one of them right
0: yeah no it's a very rare thing and the ones that
1: to go for it from it being really hard for you to no i, I can do it
0: this is what i do this is me now
1: but i'm going back to the same point though don't those people seem like they're a little bit fucking nuts
0: yeah, no. because you
1: know what? I can think of David Goggins, and then I thought of another guy. He was on um, he was on Cigaro's podcast. Uh, the My name is Earl Guy. Do you know I am talking about?
0: Oh, the actor?
1: Yes. You know I am talking. I about? know
0: who I know. I don't know his name, but I know exactly who you are talking he about. He went
1: from super obese. Uh, I think it was. I think I want to say it was five hundred pounds. Really? To ripped as fuck, and he went from five hundred pounds, and he would just crash diet, lose a bunch of weight, lose like eighty pounds, then put it back on. Lose hundred pounds, put it back on. He did this cycle a bunch of times, and right now he's super fucking ripped. And uh, listening to his story is very motivating. It's inspiring. He's one of these people that like really works hard, right? Yeah. But a lot of the time, I'm listening to him, and I'm like, I think this dude's gonna put his weight back on.
0: That's always a possibility. It's like he
1: sounds fucking nut. He sounds like an addict. He sounds right. It doesn't it's like
0: the same thing with drugs where it's like, oh, I've been sober for ten years and I had a relapse.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: It could happen with food. And the whole going off the wagon. Yeah. Just as easy. It's I same hear thing. And
1: something from Goggins that's kind of the same way. I don't know. I'm just a little bit pessimistic when it comes to that. Like, even if you're succeeding, right? Isn't there that still, that that part of yourself that makes you that way, that still makes you hate yourself? Right? Do, do these guys still hate themselves? I kind of think they do.
0: And it's because it's fucking easy. Mm. It's so much easier to not care like, or not give a shit. Mm. It's so much easier. And that's why. You have to be able to embrace the fucking suck. So that's
1: what they're doing. They're just embracing the suck all the time.
0: Embracing the suck. Mm. And loving the suck. You got to learn to be uncomfortable.
1: That you what got... The Rock's doing too. What's The Rock doing?
0: Just being fucking jacked, posting stuff on Instagram, maybe running for president.
1: And then get up at like 2.30 every morning. Like he goes to bed at like 1 and he gets up at 2. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> and works out for 17 hours. But he seems like he loves it. Does he really, or does some part? Or is of that him... what he puts on Instagram? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's that. If, if I could ask one question, through this whole thing we've been talking about, those people that are making it, are they are they what they seem
0: behind the scenes? Are they saying, "Fuck, dude, yeah. I don't want to do this today"?
1: Are they just behind closed doors, just hitting themselves over and over, like self, self-flagellating?
0: But that's the thing.
1: Just edging into oblivion.
0: They might want to do these things, right? even if they punish themselves, but that's the whole self-loathing thing. Mm -hmm. And if you're self-loathing, are you happy? That's the the thing. You're, (sighs) I think you're not. No matter how much money you make, no matter how good a shape you get in, if you continuously hate yourself and that's what motivates you to be who you are, you're not happy. Hmm. No way, no way. So that
1: part has to be fixed first or?
0: I feel like you have to brainwash yourself you literally have to brainwash yourself well, that's what
1: affirmations are right a lot of people literally do self-affirmation they'll, they'll look in the mirror and they'll say you are positive you are confident right
0: yeah do you you're ever, just, you ever see that yeah you're wiring your brain to think yeah. this is what it is even though that's not what it is
1: it's something about that just comes off as so phony to me
0: it is phony i think take it for what it is and don't trick yourself into thinking that yeah it's okay to have shitty days it's okay to not want to do the things that you think you're supposed to do
1: i think a lot of it uh a, a lot of my viewpoint anyway comes down to the a question you asked very early in this podcast it was um well, no it was an idea you put like that's their job now yeah right like those, those self-improvement people that that's their job now so of course they're always going to look like that
0: because they, they have to to make that themselves money. Just like me and you went to that office every day right. to make that money because we had to go there. Yes, they have to do the same thing with the fitness with whatever they're promoting.
1: So of course some of it's false because it's their business. So not all of it's going to be one hundred percent genuine.
0: Yeah. So how do you believe anything anybody's spewing at you?
1: Yeah. If all of your role models are like that, right? And I thought it was interesting you mentioned your what that that guy that's taking all the the steroids, um, the uh, older
0: bodybuilder. Are you? Going back to the father and all yeah, thing, he's yeah. not taking all the steroids. He's not taking he's got any like steroids. A
1: low dose of anavar. No, no, no. He's exchange.
0: just shredded and eats egg whites and whatever else is in the cabinet and mixes right.
1: it. Well, anyway, again, him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to that.
1: <laughs> you see, this guy who's super successful and he's and he learns new things and all this, but do you really know him? What what's really going on there?
0: Is he genuinely happy?
1: Yes. Or is he broke from buying all the steroids?
0: Doesn't buy steroids, certainly not broke.
1: No, but that is what I'm getting at, though. We have people we look up to, people we kind of wish we were like, right?
0: Role models. But you don't know them. You don't know what really is going on in their mind. Right. Like, what are they thinking? The only person that knows is their therapist, if they have one. Mm -hmm. And even then, they're probably lying to the therapist, because fucking everybody lies to the therapist.
1: On some level, it's it's really hard to be 100% truthful all the time.
0: Because you're still always worried about your self-image. Even if you're talking to someone that's supposed to help you improve your mental health problems. You know the thing about therapists, you know how me and you, we both, like, preach, like, everyone should see a therapist, but we don't, and we call that one, and they don't answer, and then we say, okay, that's fine. Yep. So, say you finally get that call back, you go to that therapist, you don't click with them. Guys like me and you aren't going to keep calling different therapists until we find one that we're fucking comfortable with.
1: You don't think so?
0: We didn't even (laughs) make a second call after the first one didn't call us back. Yeah. So, no, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, maybe. I I could also see, though, um you know getting your foot wet and then being like okay well i already did this step so it makes it like a little bit of momentum making it easier to try again
0: that's what it is momentum like okay i did this it really wasn't that painful i could see
1: it going both ways
0: yeah or fuck this or okay i kind of liked where we were going didn't work at the end let's find someone that's gonna work yeah yeah no i can see that but part of the the pessimist in me says i'm not gonna make another call if the that first suck, one doesn't right? work
1: if the first one just kind of sucks and you just don't like them as a person
0: because that could ruin someone's whole outlook on therapy uh, like i went to a therapist once they fucking sucked them out yeah but it's like no no there's one that you'll really click with that's
1: tough if you think about it like you, you want to go to this person and you want to get in-depth help about your deepest and darkest fears and desires right yeah but you don't like them and then they're like, "So tell me about this." And You're like, "No, I don't. No, I don't like you. <laughs> I can't yeah. tell you anything." No, I don't trust you at all. <laughs> that must happen a lot, right?
0: Often, you know uh, what? I, you know what else I was thinking happens a lot: people falling in love with their therapists.
1: That does happen a lot.
0: I'm sure that happens so much. Yep. Yeah. Like one person, you can tell literally everything to, and they make you feel better about the way you're feeling about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, this dovetails really uh, nicely into what we were talking about. I've read some books by therapists and some books about therapists, etc. A lot of them are the first to admit that most therapists are crazy mentally in some way because you got to be a little bit fucked up in the head to be that interested in the the first place. So a high percentage of therapists have some sort of mental disorder.
0: Some sort of trauma that happened in their life even. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So it's another
1: thing like, you know, you you might go to therapy and you look up to your therapist because they seem so smart. They seem like they have it together. Yeah, they know all this stuff, but it doesn't mean they're doing it. It doesn't mean that the person you see on Instagram is is doing it every day. It doesn't mean they're doing it all the time. It doesn't mean your therapist is happy, even if they know what happiness is.
0: I mean, and that edges closer to what we were talking about with like practice what you preach with us with the therapist. Go find one. Yeah. Therapists are giving us advice. Go take that advice. Right. They've got their own problems to deal with.
1: It's It's all just edging closer to that, that really difficult question. What's going on here?
0: That's the problem. Nobody fucking knows what's going on here. Yeah. Life is just, no one knows what the fuck's going on. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no one has any fucking clue.
1: Mm. What are we doing?
0: You think you become an adult, you figure stuff out when you're a kid? Like, oh, when I become an adult, I'll understand this. Like, it'll be fine. It just all comes natural. It doesn't. Everyone's just doing their best Mm -hmm. every day. I'm going to wake up, do my best. It's just uh, not everyone's bests mesh well together. And that's why there's so much conflict. Mm. Like, I'm doing what I think is best based on my past experiences and... You're doing what you think's best based on your past experiences, and I disagree with it. Are you calling me out right now? What do you mean?
1: Because <laughs> you're doing your best, I'm doing my best, but we don't agree with each other.
0: I feel like we agree with each other nah, pretty I mean, often.
1: You're being hypothetical.
0: I don't agree with you moving Poland. <gasps> oh, I didn't want to bring it back up. Why are you? Because it's been bumming me out. I've been thinking about it all week.
1: No, come on.
0: No, it's awful
1: man's gotta go where a man's gotta go
0: i know and it's gonna be nice because we're still gonna have like the weekly check-ins
1: what are these things i'm playing with here
0: these are cable management velcro strips so you see i have them up this is a little messy down here Perfect.
1: i've always wanted to do that that's a great idea
0: yeah do you need some because i have plenty
1: no i'm taking everything i own and bringing it to a new place
0: well you can manage the cables and stuff with those velcros that's
1: a good point uh can i take one
0: you can take as many as you want. I have a whole container
1: in there. I think these things are very cool. Yeah, so if you have like a lot of cables behind your desk and they're all in different places, you use one of these things, you, you bunch it right up.
0: Yep, nice. and, and now you got yourself... Well, look at the cable management. It's not bad.
1: It's very I'm managed. doing
0: the best with what I can.
1: It's very well managed.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm an IT guy. I try to play the part.
1: What company makes these?
0: Please hold. No free ads, but it's a uh, Pashal.
1: No, I'm going to give them an ad right now. I think these things are fantastic.
0: Use code doubly at checkout. It's pushow.com backslash. No, it's a forward slash forward slash doubly for 10% off your cable management.
1: Not an actual ad. Please don't sue us. All right. So we were just getting some more Jack Daniels and we started talking about, uh, well, of course we were talking about sex. <laughs> Cause Chris is just looking so damn good. And I just, uh, just got it on my old brain, got it in my old noggin.
0: Let me just say, my scruff right now mm-hmm. it's at the op- at the optimal point i would agree with that and i i can't find a razor to just keep me at this point i need those uh the razor adjustments mm-hmm. the you know the heads to just keep me at this point because yeah. this is top notch yeah that's like what this is when i'm feeling best
1: what is that three four five days something like that
0: i would say more like six seven Six, seven yeah but I, I trimmed it pretty close it's strong on accident
1: you do the same thing i do too you do the um uh complete well not complete but you buzz the the neck completely right but yep. you don't shave the neck do you
0: no 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 just buzz but i did that today okay so i because with this length of beard sometimes like the neck looks good with it for a while yep the neck looks like oh this fucking guy like he you know to a certain point I, yeah. always,
1: I always think the neck beard is just a uh, full neck beard I would never go.
0: No, exactly. And I got to the point where it was like, shave the neck beard. Because mm. it's at the point where, like yesterday, with the neck beard, it looked fucking...
1: Wow. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, today
0: was, but today with a neck beard, too long, have to trim up the neck beard.
1: Well, I think you made the right decision. Because once again, Chris had me absolutely drooling when we were to uh, J.I.T. <laughs> yep. And uh, yep. Yeah, so we started talking about uh, kinks.
0: <laughs>
1: i was propositioning chris and asking him you know what's your thing <laughs> all right i'm not gonna follow this too far we were telling another story and we talked about uh somebody having a kink of yeah so apparently i do have limits um <laughs> i asked you to cut that one and that's. The, i think that's the first time i've asked you to cut anything right
0: i'm usually the one that's asking for the cuts i think
1: every time i think i've been yeah but I, I reached the limit there, and sorry about that. <laughs> oh. But uh, we are talking about sexual kinks, not anybody specifically, not any specific one. Um, but we were uh, the, the, we ended up bringing up the there's a stereotype of um, like high powered businessmen, like super rich, super successful guys that like to be dominated. Have you ever heard about this?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So you're aware of this? You
0: see it in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, he likes getting candle wax poured on him.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've seen, uh, well, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I've heard a couple actually with different dominatrixes talking about their clients. Is, and the uh, dominatrix is a girl that gets paid to do that type of shit to a guy. Like, the, the basic idea is the girl is better than the guy. That's what this fantasy is, right? The, 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 the guy wants to feel less than.
0: Yeah, her. wants to be degraded. Right.
1: And I started thinking when we were getting um, the Jack Daniels. I started talking about this with you, and and we came to the idea that maybe this is a form of um, you know what we were talking about earlier, self sabotage, right? If you if you're starting to feel good, you might bring yourself down. Maybe these guys never allow themselves to fail at all. So the only way that they get it out is, is feeling this way in front of uh, you know dominatrix, or whatever.
0: Yeah, they get to this point where they literally don't fail in every facet of life. Mm, they're always
1: winning from morning to like- night. Always.
0: They get to this point where when they're awake, they're making money. Right. Period. And the only way that they can feel lesser than what they are is if they have someone dominate them. Yeah. Dominate them. We're drunk. I'm drunk.
1: Yeah, but it's the same thing. They have that same thing we were talking about. They have that voice inside themselves that's saying, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not good enough, et cetera. And they indulge that sexually through these, these ways. It, I think that makes sense, right?
0: yeah it makes sense i feel like it's kind of like it's, it's it's all a mental thing really i stalled out there i should have kept going no I it's cool no it, it is a mental thing where it's just like okay like this is where i came from especially if they came from somewhere that's wasn't a great upbringing yeah. right and the only way they can get back to feeling the way they did when they were a kid which most people see as like oh i wish i could be a kid again mm. you know but for these people like they've become far more successful obviously so the only way they can feel like they did when they were just purely innocent is if they're dominated
1: that's that's what i was thinking yeah. yeah and it's it's uh they call it like armchair psychology right because i'm not i don't know anything really But it makes sense to me.
0: No, it makes so much sense. Like just to get back to where you were super innocent, didn't have all these responsibilities, didn't have all of this on your shoulders. And especially if you're one of these people that's super successful, you usually have a lot riding on the decisions you make. Right. So in order to feel like they did when they were younger, they have these people come in and, you know.
1: The sex stuff is really interesting to me. Like the weird stuff people like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, some people like to pee on people.
0: R. Kelly, shout out. Right. We know you're listening. Shout out R. Kelly. Hope everything in jail is fine.
1: Some people like to get peed on. Why? Uh, uh, Where does that stuff come from? Do you you have an opinion on this? Do you have any idea?
0: I, as far as the pissing part, I have no idea where people could be like, this seems awesome.
1: (sighs) I think it's gotta, I think it's gotta come from childhood, just like the other stuff we're talking about. I think there must have, like, if you like to pee on someone.
0: But, like, how do you find that out? Like, when's the point where you're like, oh, that was cool?
1: I have no idea.
0: You think it comes from, like, being a toddler, like, when you pee, like, when you're that young, like, to the point where you can barely retain a thought?
1: No, I think you get to the age where, um, like, puberty, like, you start to think things are sexually attractive, and then you start to feel like, damn, I really like, like, peeing. (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know or like you browse porn sites or something like that you see this and whatever it is whatever the thing you're into you see like something draws your attention there do you know what i'm talking about
0: but what pulls you there is it something from early childhood
1: yeah that's my whole question i have no fucking clue like
0: me personally going through that stuff if i see something like kind of tabooish that i'm not interested in i'm not gonna click it at all exactly
1: yeah so that's just not your thing
0: but where does that come from right i have no idea where does that come from super interesting how advice. does someone pick up a like there are so many fetishes and we're not right. fetish shaming but where the fuck did that come from
1: no i'm fascinated i have no idea
0: how do you even study that how do, how, how is there how is ucla department <laughs> of science studying uh, this like how do you study that
1: well the same book i read i was talking about with you like a month ago on the podcast the one about um yeah, basically the inspiration for a lot of the childhood talk I'm doing lately, right? Mm-hmm. It said that um, sexual abnormalities and kinks and stuff like that, they're a great place to learn about who you were when you were a kid, and you might have forgotten the memories and stuff, because it probably is imprinted through childhood. It's like something probably happened with whatever you're into. And now like, the there's a huge cliche with girls with daddy issues right yeah who knows if something happened like concrete with abuse or whatever but there was something there that triggered some sort of attraction or you know th- it's from childhood yeah like how much of how much of porn if you go into pornhub or whatever is uh stepmom stepsister sister mom
0: i skip past all of that right. that is so it's so f- fucking weird dude
1: it's not my thing either But it's somebody's thing. And how do you think that starts?
0: And it's a super popular thing. And I don't know if that's that's so much for clicks or if it's that it stands out. So a few episodes ago, we talked about dating websites and how you want to stand out and be different from Mm. the other guys that are messaging these girls. Is that the same way when the porn industry is trying to force something like, oh, this is new. This is taboo. Mm. This is something that you haven't seen before. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, I think so. It has to be. Yeah.
1: So you're saying then your strategy on dating sites and also what porn is doing is kind of clickbaity, right? It's trying to break through all the other stimulus, be different.
0: It sucks to say, but yeah, clickbait works. Yeah. It works. It works.
1: But the funny thing with porn is it's actually so uh, common now with the whole family stuff. Yeah. That has become the new normal, right? Like I I swear, uh, I I swear to God I did this one time. I think it was ujiz.com. I was uh, was checking out and uh, I saw so many like stepbrother, stepmom, blah, 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 stepsister, sister that I counted on the front page. I counted the videos on the front page and there was like 16 or 20 or something like that, right? Like on the four front, rows of five. On
0: the on the front page. Total
1: videos. And then I found how many mentioned incest. I swear to you, it was over half of them. And over half of the featured videos on like a major streaming site uh, were, were incest related. Some mentioned a stepbrother, stepsister, mom, blah, blah, blah.
0: And it's so fucked up. And the thing that, I think it's a generational thing. think so? You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. Like, where are the guys going, hey, that's not music? When, <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But it's it's the same thing with porn. And eventually that wave is going to end and then there's so going to be a new wave. So is the wave.
1: younger generation all about incest? Are, are, are the kids that, like, our are, are little brothers and sisters, like...
0: Stepmom, what are you doing? Why? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. Maybe there was some big movie that came out when they were all kids and it was, like, a hot stepmom or something like that. That might make sense, right?
0: That makes a lot of sense, but I can't think of a movie off the top of my head.
1: Because I think it, I think it really is. Uh, I think it's a childhood thing. These these things we're talking about. Like I think there could be a lot of different ways they form, but I think it might be just be like your first real sexual moment. What whatever was happening at the time when you got aroused for the first time, there might have been something weird going on. Maybe a balloon popped in the background. Now you're fetishizing balloons popping. That's that's what. Have you ever seen that one? No, there's shit ton of videos with girls popping balloons. That's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, I've come across it. And it's not Uh, my thing. Okay, okay. But I've come across it, and I think that might be like something happened at that guy's point in the past, and then a balloon popped, or yeah. How does that become a thing? Really? How? That's the only way.
0: I mean, what you just presented makes sense. Like how that would become a thing. Like the first time you ever experienced that. Something else happened. Mm -hmm. Could have been anything as simple as a balloon popping. And that's what you associate that with.
1: Yeah, it's like a Pavlovian thing. You know, like Pavlov's dog, they uh, they rang the bell and they got the food. So they associated the bell with the food.
0: Exactly. So if
1: there's something else weird going on when you got your first boner, then you're (laughs) going to, you know, whatever that weird thing going on was. And maybe, um, like, for example, the businessman or whatever, They just remember a feeling of shame.
0: Exactly. They weren't doing well enough somewhere.
1: Yeah. So now they can only get off when they're not doing so well, but they're doing too well in real life. So they have to go backwards. Is that is that it? That sounds like it.
0: I think we just cracked the code.
1: We cracked something.
0: So I don't want to edge too far away from this topic. Sure. But um how's your dick? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, all right, I'm glad you asked.
0: (laughs) We've got some updates, people.
1: Yeah, I think uh, this is morning wood, right?
0: I gotta, I gotta, I can go off, about morning wood for a while. You go first. I hope so.
1: It's not something I've been blessed with my whole life. It's been something that's uh, been rather uh, hit or miss, rare, you know, throughout the years. But lately, uh, it's 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 been there.
0: All right, I'm ex. I'm I'm glad you said that uh-huh. because the other day I'm I'm scrolling through Reddit. Sure. Reddit. I sound so drunk. <laughs> I'll scroll through Reddit. Um, and there was an article talking about Morningwood. And it was saying, if you don't get it frequently, it could mm-hmm. be a sign of something wrong with you medically. As far as like like high blood pressure, there was a, multiple things could have been. Mm-hmm. Unhealthy lifestyle, whatever.
1: It could just be jerking off too much, couldn't it?
0: It could be, but I don't think it is. Okay. Not speaking from personal experience or anything. But...
1: What personal here? What do you got?
0: No, 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 no. Let's edge a little closer to the main topic here. So <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so morning wood. <laughs> you said you're gonna get more often on these pills. Yeah, I believe so. How has your diet been?
1: Uh last few days, pretty terrible.
0: Overall, last few months, since you started taking these pills, which was at least a month or two ago.
1: Yeah. Uh... Overall, it's okay.
0: It's but there.
1: What, what are you getting at?
0: So there was a long time where morning wood was not something that I experienced. Mm. And this article I read said it could have something to do with your health. Mm-hmm. And since I've started eating better, it's become a more regular thing.
1: Ah, So you think your health is a little bit better now? So you're, yes. you're waking up a little bit stronger.
0: That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. I'm waking up ready to go.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great feeling, isn't it? And it makes you feel like a kid again.
0: It kinda of does. And I don't think it's because of the the dick pills we're taking. No. No. I one thing though, I'm sweating a shit ton more. Are you sweating more? No. Do you feel like you're sweating more? No. It's not even in like regular, just like everyday life, but like when I'm actually like doing stuff, like when I go to jujitsu, I'm leaking like a sieve.
1: And that's unusual for you.
0: Yes, I don't usually sweat that much.
1: Yo, so that's a fucking lie. Not to call you out, but you sweat like a motherfucker.
0: I don't know if I'm working harder. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm sweating a lot more. Isn't
1: health stuff so mysterious? It's crazy. Did I tell you about the heartburn I was experiencing before?
0: With the dick pills?
1: Yes, that's right. I did.
0: Yeah, you said you almost stopped taking them.
1: Yeah, dude. I can't really correlate because I've had heartburn, um, severe heartburn,
0: on and off for like a couple months, right? I think I've had it twice in my whole life.
1: I can't really correlate it to my diet. Like I can't really perfectly say it's when I eat poorly or whatever, or I eat a certain thing. It's just sometimes it fucking happens. It's so mysterious.
0: Yeah. And you know what? That pisses me off when someone's like, oh my doc didn't even know that I had this. And it's like, because it's the same thing as like IT where you're like seeing the problems. It could Mm -hmm. be multiple things. But you have to go through all of these things to get to the final conclusion. And people yeah. get mad at their doctors because they don't know immediately what's wrong with you. You have to troubleshoot a little bit, figure out what's working, figure out what's not working to finally get to that final solution. And that's what you do with the heartburn. And that's what I'm doing with the sweating. I thought it was the pre-workout I was taking. I didn't take it last night. Turns out, still sweating like an asshole.
1: Damn, I think you're right. It's just, uh...
0: Trial and error. It's
1: frustrating because it takes a while and it's hard, right? Because
0: everybody's everybody's different.
1: So you still haven't figured out what the sweating is, but you're working towards it. Yes. It's probably not the pre-workout. But the it's, other thing is, there's, there's a shit ton of value, variables, man. What if, what if it takes like six days for the pre-workout to come out of your system, right? So what if a few days later you stop sweating and then you attribute it to something else you changed, but really it was because of the pre-workout.
0: Yeah, and that's the tough part you don't know what's still affecting you days later it's almost impossible unless you take like a super long study Mm -hmm. over a couple of months and figure out okay that's what's it Mm -hmm. and that's what pisses me off about people getting mad at doctors and nurses for not knowing exactly what's wrong with them so are
1: you sweating that much is it a problem
0: i'm literally dripping at jujitsu. damn dripping before class even starts isn't
1: that kind of normal there's probably a couple guys that are like that right
0: there's a handful of guys that i know are gonna sweat profusely Mm. And I'm one of those guys now.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just a pleasure, isn't it, for the other guys?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it must be fucking fantastic <laughs> just for me to lean over and have sweat.
1: How's your overall <laughs> smell? I think you smell all right.
0: Yeah. No, I um I apply deodorant in the morning. Sure. Depending on the day, maybe when I get home.
1: Degree, right? I saw it in your trash can. Yeah. Degree. Yeah, that's the gold standard. I use that a lot myself.
0: I wouldn't say gold standard. It's like seven bucks for a two pack.
1: But I think more guys have that one than anything else. Isn't that the, the common
0: one? But I, I splurge a little bit when it comes to body wash. I get the Old Spice.
1: Mm, I like Old Spice. That's not splurging, that's the cheapest one on the shelves.
0: I don't know if it is. <laughs> really? There's cheaper. What, are you are
1: talking about the red one or the blue one?
0: There's a red and a blue.
1: I know I had a blue Old Spice, it was good.
0: I get the big tub, I'm thinking economical. All right, okay. I get the big tub, more bang for your buck. Yeah. I look at the fluid ounces, the price per fluid ounce, and then calculate that and make my purchase
1: i had some Old Spice cologne back in the day. Do you ever have
0: any? No, I was a big Axe guy, but that was in middle school. Axe,
1: oh my God.
0: I can't believe that was a thing. And now it's like strictly for middle schoolers. It's
1: crazy, isn't it? Different fads like that.
0: Yeah, and you fall into them and the Axe thing was massive with everybody.
1: You know what? I think think colognes and perfumes, I think that whole industry is a huge fucking sham.
0: Really? Why? Because they smell good. It could attract somebody.
1: I don't think so. Like, I can't imagine a scenario where, like, okay, let's we're guys, right? Yep. I can't imagine a scenario where a girl liked me because I smelled a certain way or didn't like. Like, I don't think I could go on a date right now and it'd be unsuccessful because of the way I smell. And I don't think I could change her by smelling, like, a fucking expensive cologne. I just don't think it's possible.
0: That's not going to be the thing that changes her, but it yeah. could be one of the many things that convinces her. Right? So she's not going out and looking for that one thing. Right. Okay, he's super funny, right? Mm-hmm. But if he's super ugly, I'm going to go away. Right. Okay, he's funny. He's attractive. That's but he point. smells like, like BO. That could be the deal breaker. But That's never going to be the deal breaker, though. Right,
1: right. I just think as long as you don't smell super bad.
0: If you smell average, it's not going to change anything. That's my
1: opinion, yeah. Like.
0: No, I agree with you. There
1: was a guy uh, in Austin, actually, who, my Uber driver. He was talking about how he loved cologne, and I was like, dude, what are you talking about, man? Really? You love cologne?
0: Like, that's your thing? I just think
1: it's super stupid. <laughs> I think you shouldn't smell bad, but why do you Why do you have cologne?
0: That's not going to be the deciding factor for somebody.
1: Ever.
0: Not once.
1: I, well, I don't know. Do you wear cologne?
0: No. Not usually. Well, I think
1: not a lot of guys do, right? So, I, I don't know. I just, I don't get it personally.
0: Do you, do you wear it?
1: No, not for a long time.
0: No, I just feel like, I mean, it's whatever. I don't smell bad. I smell like I should.
1: And I've never met someone and been like, oh, this guy's pretty cool because he's wearing cologne. Or like, I've met a yeah. girl and been like, oh, I'm glad you wear You know what I've had a lot more often? Is when somebody's wearing too much. Yes. And it's like, ugh. Like, there was like... I a, can't
0: even be around you.
1: I remember a woman in my uh, at my work she wore way too much perfume and it's just pretty bad
0: yeah that's terrible because it smells up the whole office
1: have we been talking about body odor for like 10 minutes (laughs) now this is a point where the two thoroughly drunk hosts continue to talk about body odor for roughly 15 more minutes it got weird it got gross and for the best interests of
0: everyone involved i just cut it so, you're welcome. Do not care. It's our podcast. <laughs> we can talk about what we want. Cool. This is life being bound to love.